1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. This is Jim McGrew from the firm's New Orleans office, and I'm going to be speaking today with Kathy Dudley-Helms and Valley Butera about issues that employers should be aware of concerning monkeypox, uh, particularly now that the CDC has declared the monkeypox outbreak in the U.S. to be a public health emergency. Before we get started, I want to give you a few words about Kathy. Kathy joins us from the Columbia, South Carolina office, where she practices in a variety of labor and employment areas. In a number of industries with particular emphasis in the healthcare industry. Throughout COVID-19, Pat, Kathy has written blogs, presented speeches, and been quoted widely in the media on employment issues related to COVID-19. And joining Kathy and me today is Val Butera from our Detroit Metro office. Val focuses her practice on workplace safety and health matters. And like Kathy, Val has written and spoken widely on COVID-19 issues for employers Uh, Val's experience with pandemic and public health-related emergencies goes back many years to the Ebola outbreak of 2014, and Val's been instrumental in our firm's response to uh, COVID-19. So welcome, Kathy and Val. So let's get started. First, this may be a new topic for some of our listeners, the topic of monkeypox. Kathy, can you tell us briefly what monkeypox is and, and the significance of it being declared a public emergency?
2: Jim, if I may, um, let me start with what monkeypox is not. It is not COVID-19, which was a new and unique virus. Monkeypox has been around for a while, a good while. And as a matter of fact, we've had two other smaller outbreaks in the United States before. It is something that was prior instances have been acquired by dealing with, uh, for instance, imported prairie dogs. And now it has changed to a situation. The current outbreak relates more to situations of men having sex with other men. So again, we're dealing with something that is known and uh, that that medicine and science is aware of and aware of how to deal with. So we're in a very different situation than we were with COVID nineteen.
1: Great, very interesting. Thanks, Kathy. And you know, I think that it seems to me that employers are unsure, kind of. Uncertain about what exactly is going on. In fact, we recently did a LinkedIn poll with our LinkedIn followers, asking them, you know, whether employers were worried about monkeypox impacting their business, and if so, what the top concern was. And the, the four options were: number one, getting sick. Twenty-seven uh, percent said that was their their biggest concern. Leave issues was a second choice, and that was uh, selected by ten percent of respondents discrimination issues was the third choice. And that was uh, selected by 10%. And then the, the largest response we got was the category that said not worried or unsure. And 54% of respondents selected that option. So I think there's a lot of uncertainty about what should I be thinking about or concerned about as an employer. So let me ask you this, Kathy, starting with the big picture uh, for employers, to what extent should employers be concerned? And uh, what types of issues uh, should they be aware of at this this point in the process. I
2: think employers need to pay attention. Um, I think that's where we where we are. Of course, we did an early podcast on COVID well before all of the issues started. And one of the things we were saying at that point is don't be worried, just pay attention. But again, this is different. I think employers need to be sure their HR functions and their leaders are informed and to watch for issues this is different in different parts of the country. It's more of an issue right now in California and in New York. It's not something that they have to take immediate action on, but it will pay off to um, to consider these things early so that when, when and if or if and when they become issues, the employer has had the opportunity to think them through and know how they want to approach them. Jim, I just want to backtrack for a second because I I didn't speak to something that you asked me about the significance of this being declared a public emergency, and this also goes to inform employers. All that really did was loosen up the ability for testing and for the vaccinations, the uh, the vaccines. And there are limited numbers of the vaccine, so it it really is just a technical thing that loosened those things up and made them more available. These are not yet issues that employers really have to worry about. So the recognition of the the status of monkeypox has not really changed significantly for employers.
1: So Kathy, let's talk about a couple of other sort of basic or starter issues. What about sort of privacy issues? If you're an employer and you learn that someone has monkeypox, is that information treated just as any other medical information that needs to be held confidential?
2: It is. And this is something that we learned all the way back to H1N1 or the uh, swine flu is it doesn't have to be a disability to be considered a confidential medical issue under the ADA. So, yes, that's something that employers need to be very aware of. But again, I think they got a good feel for how to deal with that, uh, with what we've just been through with COVID.
1: Kathy, what about, you know, we're all now well familiar with preventative measures like masks and hand washing. Is that something that employers should be instituting now, anything new or different? And are there any particular industries where this issue may be more important than others?
2: I think one thing we've seen with any number of things from the flu to COVID to anything else is that good hand hygiene is always a benefit to any employer because it helps keep their employees from getting sick. So I would strongly encourage that to continue. I think we've gotten used to it. And, uh, and it's just a good health practice. Mask, uh, it's more of a matter of if employees choose to wear a mask, I think that uh, consider allowing them to do so. This isn't something that is necessarily passed by the aerosol droplets. I think that's still being studied. But if an employee feels safer wearing a mask, um, it's something an employer should certainly consider.
1: Are there any particular industries where this issue, mass and hand washing may be more important for others at this point, or is it uh, still kind of a wait and see?
2: And they are bubbling up a bit. And, and of course, one way that monkeypox can be passed is by not just skin to skin touch, prolonged skin to skin touch, but it can also be passed by handling linens, or other uh, things uh, where the secretions from someone with monkey, monkeypox may may exist. So this is showing up in healthcare and in laboratories where samples are having to be handled, and those are the areas where protective gear is something that is considered more of a, a necessity. So that's where it's really being seen. There are other areas certainly that could occur in, but it's just that these are the most common areas and the ones where uh, we're seeing more concern.
1: Kathy, you touched upon the issue of uh, sort of vaccinations. Um, Do you think we're going to head into this area where we're going to have to talk about mandatory vaccinations and employees' right to refuse the same kind of issues we dealt with with COVID, or is it just way too early to tell?
2: it doesn't appear that's going to be an issue with monkeypox. There are a couple of things with vaccinations. Number one, those of us who are old enough to have had the smallpox vaccination as kids have some protection already. And that's one reason they're saying in in healthcare, maybe someone who's already got the smallpox vaccination may be a better person to handle some of these things than than the uh, younger people who hadn't had it. But the monkeypox vaccination, there are two of them. There is one that is more sought after. And there is a limited supply of that. And as I said, the emergency declaration loosened that up somewhat. There are some states where it's very hard and there's a waiting list to get it. There are other states where it's plentiful. And in most of those, you can cross over and and ask for it and get it. But I don't think that it's going to be any sort of situation where it's a mandatory. I think the groups that are most affected by monkeypox will be the ones where the focus is and that they will tend to seek it out as opposed to being required to have it.
1: What about you mentioned uh, travel a little bit there? What about travel considerations? Are there issues whether employers should allow travel or require employees to report travel at, at this point?
2: This is something that's being watched, and right now it's it's not really uh, a big issue. I know it was a a significant issue with Zika, um, and particularly whether or not you could send people to, uh, to somewhere where the disease was rampant. But that doesn't appear to be a significant issue, and this goes to something else that we may talk about. Education is really, really important, and if someone is going to an area where there is an outbreak, there may need to be a discussion about that. But otherwise, from what we're seeing right now, uh, business travel shouldn't be a big issue. And personal travel, uh, again, that's just going to be if someone ends up in a situation where they may be exposed.
1: So, Kathy, uh, just another question about learning more about monkeypox. What resources are there for employers who are seeking more knowledge? We're clearly in the early stages of this Uh, situation, and we're not sure how it's going to develop. But where can employers get more knowledge about the virus and, and how they might prepare their workplace?
2: Employers have some really good available resources. They can direct their employees to them, or they can print off the information, or whatever works for their work setting. But the CDC has excellent FAQs or facts on monkeypox, and they're keeping up with any number of issues, and and they look at specific industries as well, where specific information is required, such as healthcare. You can also get travel information about if that status changes. And right now, it's in a pay attention type status, a level two, but all of that is available on the CDC website. And you just go to the CDC and type in monkeypox, and you'll find what you need. And you can search a bunch of different topics so so you can really pinpoint the specific areas where there are concerns. The other thing is the World Health Organization also has excellent resources on their website and you can do the same thing. Go to the World Health Organization uh, website and type in monkeypox and you'll find a wealth of information. I have also started to follow some state health departments. That will talk about availability of vaccines and other things of that nature. So if you have a business either located in many states or in one specific state, the, the state health departments are also an excellent resource. And all of those are available. They're easy to access. They're uh, written in a manner that anyone can understand. And so I, I really encourage employers to inform themselves by watching one or more of those websites.
1: Great. Thanks, Kathy. And one other area before I ask Val a little bit about what may be happening uh, at the Occupational Safety and Health Administration in this area. But, you know, the CDC has recommendations about isolation for those who contract monkeypox. So in terms of any leave and ADA issues, Americans with Disability Act issues, are there issues that employers need to be thinking about now in the event that they learn of somebody who has contracted monkeypox in their workforce?
2: That's an excellent question. And um, in part, it's like any ADA issue, you'll have to look first of whether or not it is a disability. With any kind of complications, it may be. In and of itself, it probably is not. It probably would qualify for FMLA if the person seeks medical care and has any follow-up. But with the ADA, if it is a disability, and and even if it's not under the ADA, employers need to know that monkeypox has a much longer life, if you will, um, than, for instance, COVID, because it it can take up to 21 days for the symptoms to show. And then it generally takes three to four weeks for monkeypox to resolve. It's considered to be resolved when these scab or these sores that people tend to get are healed over and new skin is showing. So three to four weeks potentially out of work is a pretty significant deal. And and this is one of the things you can do ahead of time. Think about whether or not that's going to fit under your normal absentee policy or sick leave policy. And remember that employees are coming from the uh, perspective of they had kind of a, a special sick leave policy in many places under COVID. So, there may be this expectation and employers will want to look at how to manage those expectations. But I think leave potentially is going to be one of the big issues.
1: Great. Thank you, Kathy. Very helpful information. So, let's turn to Val. Val, what is OSHA saying about monkeypox, if anything?
3: Nothing yet, Um, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't be thinking about health and safety and how monkeypox is going to affect health and safety issues in the workplace. Um, Keep in mind that OSHA always requires employers to provide a safe workplace for all employees at every single work location. So with that, I think this is another area that employers should be thinking ahead um, and taking a look at things now so this doesn't sort of sneak up and bite them later And some of the things that we've discussed today, like educating employees and your workforce about monkeypox and ensuring especially that they understand what to do if they have signs or symptoms are important. You need to be thinking about how you'll do that. You might want to conduct a hazard assessment in your workplace. Um, You know, think about who, if any of your employees might um, have skin-to-skin contact at work or come into contact with uh, linens that have been in contact with someone who potentially had the virus and how you're going to handle that. What kind of PPE will be used? What kind of other safeguards can you put in place? Sort of like reliving COVID a little bit in the sense that you really want to be thinking about all the different potential contacts that can happen you're going to want to make sure that you have something in place for excluding employees who have active cases of the virus from the workplace and how you're going to handle that situation to make sure there aren't you know, any unnecessary hazards. You're going to want to reinforce cleaning and disinfection practices and reinforce hand washing and sanitation like Kathy mentioned earlier. Some industries like healthcare are also subject to existing OSHA standards when they have to deal with viruses like monkeypox, such as the respiratory protection standard, PPE requirements, and the bloodborne pathogen standard.
1: So it sounds like there are particular industries where this is going to be much more of a, a potentially a concern, at, at least at this point, in terms of what people need to be thinking about. Is that right, Val?
3: Absolutely, I think that you know industries where you can anticipate skin-to-skin contact, um, healthcare, massage therapy, uh, even childcare um, are are the kinds of employers I would be thinking of first. Also, industries where you might come into contact with soiled linens. Um, so think of hotel cleaning. Different kinds of cleaning services and industrial dry cleaning—all of those um, are areas that I would be more particular about. You should be thinking about this stuff sooner than later.
1: Thank you, Val. And before we close today, Kathy or Val, do you have any final thoughts for our audience,
2: Jim? I'd just like to add that whether or not there's education um, employee wide, I th- I think it is wise for leaders and HR officials to go ahead and look at these things and be prepared for for things they may never need, but also to be a resource in case someone comes in and says, you know, I have a friend who has monkeypox, what am I supposed to do? Or something, just be prepared. But um, the leaders need to think through some of these things. Hopefully they'll never, ever be used.
3: I agree with Kathy. I definitely think it's time to start thinking about these things now. Um, you know, and, and think about just take a look at your tools that you created during COVID-19 as a baseline. Go from there. Um, and, you know, agreed. Hopefully you'll never need to use them, but it's certainly better to be prepared just in case.
1: Great. Thank you both, Kathy and Val, for your time today. And we will continue, of course, to follow the monkey pox situation very closely and we'll continue to report on uh, the situation as time goes on uh, and hope you'll join us in the future for our future podcasts. Until then, this is Jim McGrew wishing you much success in your workplace. Thanks.
0: Thank you for joining us on the Ogletree Deacons podcast.